Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast. This is Ethan Skolnick coming to you as I am all week from Las Vegas here at NBA Summer League. Uh, we are going to be doing podcasts here all week long. Make sure you check out the one I just did with Nikias Duncan, where after hating the Tyler Harrow pick, he's now declared Tyler Harrow a starter for this upcoming season. But before I get to my next guest, I want to tell you about the sponsor of this episode. That's Magic City Casino. We're really excited for the high at Magic City this summer. That's the high, J-A-I, not H-I-G-H. The high is putting a brand new spin on a classic Miami experience featuring unbeatable drink specials, a live DJ, indoor lawn game area, live highlight, and so much more, which includes me and Alf going out there and doing podcasts during the season. The high is going to be Miami's newest hotspot on Friday and Saturday nights. Mark your calendars to live the high life that's starting on July 19th. All right. As I mentioned, I'm here in Las Vegas. We're going to be pumping out podcasts all week long. Right now, we're sort of in the back area in the Thomas and Mack Center. I keep finding, Evan, like unique places to tape. Uh, yesterday, I was going to tape at the exact moment that the earthquake hit. Oh, that's always good. Now, did you... By the way, I wasn't I, here yet. No, I was going to say, we're speaking to Evan Cohen. Evan, I, as you may know, uh, works for a bunch of different places, but one of those is ESPN West Palm. He's been on the podcast before. I kind of call him sort of the only sports radio talk show host in America who actually understands the salary cap. And certainly the only one in South Florida who understands the salary cap. Uh, But you're out here for a few days. Who are you working for out here? So uh, Good Karma Brands, our station, ESPN West Palm, obviously doing stuff for that. But I'm also doing shows on NBA Radio and Sirius XM, in addition to Mad Dog Sports Radio. So all my normal stuff, which is not that normal. No, not that normal. All over the place. Like I said, the one guy who knows the cap. And so as we're talking to you here, it's kind of mid-afternoon Vegas time, a little bit later on the East Coast. And last night was chaotic, and not just because of the earthquake. But you had the Kawhi decision. Paul George goes with him. Everything else can kind of move now. The Heat were in a little bit of a holding pattern at this stage. But since then, the Lakers have signed Rondo and DeMarcus Cousins to the minimum. So they've already sort of used up their cap space. They're not an option for Goran Dragic anymore. We thought that they might be. And so now we're looking at what the Heat can do. And the first thing that I tweeted yesterday after this happened was, should the Heat go get Russ? Because that is, you don't have, you don't need inside information to know the tendencies of the organization, okay? When Pat just put out a statement saying that Jimmy Butler was the newest member of the Miami Heat, and he said whenever there's a four-time All-Star, you have to go out there and get them. Russ has made more than four All-Star games. Double that. Double that, right? Um, They went after DeMarcus Cousins, who made four All-Star games, but he decided to take the minimum to chase a ring in L.A. Let's go through some of the permutations here. First, would you go after Russ? Would you go after Bradley Beal? And then how do those two things happen if you would? Yeah, so I would do both in theory if you could. Um, I think there's like, if we can just. What do you mean both in theory? Both together? No, no, no. I'm saying Uh, that you you simultaneously have to attack both as if you can get both one or none. I mean, that's just how you would operate any business. I think let's just go back for one thing. If you look at how the whole Kawhi thing went down, the Heat played a huge role in this. Yes. And I think people kind of have missed this part. So for whatever reason, Dallas has decided to keep this cap space open. I'm still not exactly sure as to why, if they think they're going to pick up first-round picks as a result of a salary dump, which we haven't heard them do. But in theory, 
what happens if Dallas agrees to the initial deal mm-hmm. and Goran goes to Dallas? And then, as a result, the Heat 2021 pick does not go to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And then the Clippers don't have this astronomical number of picks to send to Oklahoma City. They have the Anthony Davis deal. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Oklahoma City necessarily wanted the Anthony Davis deal. They may have wanted more than that. So if it's interesting, right. if the Jimmy Butler trade worked out differently, then who knows if the Kawhi thing happens. So uh, a lot of people are saying, well, the Heat have nothing to give up in terms of the Russ, um, contra- uh, Russ trade. So the one thing that I've looked at that I think is interesting, if I'm not mistaken, one of the two Heat picks that convey to Oklahoma City is protected through 1 through 14. That's correct. So theoretically, isn't it just like another draft pick if the Heat were to loosen the protection on that? Because that's a deal that obviously they made with the Clippers that was then conveyed to Oklahoma City. So if the 1 through 14 becomes either unprotected or 1 through 5, then... um, Oklahoma City may not be as worried about whether or not the Heat's good now or good later, whatever it may be. They have an unprotected first-round pick. So right. the Heat, in theory, could give Oklahoma City the same pick that they already have, right. but a better option for that pick. Right. And I think that, I mean, you and I have discussed this, I think that that's kind of been missed here. If I'm not mistaken, you can do that. Yes. And if you can, right. that's kind of like giving, that's the only thing they could do that with. Right. And, and here's the other thing. Well, I think before we, again, move to the Washington situation, we have to establish whether Russell Westbrook is a positive asset or a negative asset at this point. Because I, I'm getting this on my feed, and this is the same thing I was getting during the Butler stuff. And everybody was like, you're going to have to give up two kids. And I'm like, no, you're not. They're not in a position of leverage. Philadelphia was not in a position of leverage. And now when you look back at that trade and you say, okay, Jimmy Butler is not Paul George. All right. He's not quite Paul George. And he's obviously, he's older, he's got, look, they both have injury histories, different kinds, okay? Paul George had a more sort of traumatic injury. With Butler, it's more wear and tear that you're worried about. But when you look at what the Clippers had to give up, and again, I know different situations, and every circumstance is different, but they gave up six draft picks and two really good players, including one who has extraordinarily high upside, in my view, uh, and compare that to the Heat, who, to get Jimmy Butler, gave up one good player, one protected pick, and... A contract and a player they needed to get out of the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think the Heat have made out really well at this stage. I agree. Okay, I think they've had an A plus, a plus off season thus far, and I, I'm not one to easily say that because I gave them a D for 2016 and 2017. Understandably so. Okay, but in your view, because I'm getting this from people, you're going to have to give up justice and you're going to have to give up Bam, and that's under the assumption that you're getting a Russell Westbrook who is entering his prime, okay, which is not accurate, a Russell Westbrook who is not dinged up in terms of his reputation, which is not accurate, and also a Russell Westbrook who's paid a small amount of money, which is also no, not accurate. Right. Is, Russ, is Russ a player that Oklahoma City is going to have to give up something to get rid of? I don't think that. Okay. I don't think that. But I think that it, when you look at the Heat right now, they could look at it three different ways off of these permutations. So either straight deal for Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. straight deal for Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. That's the one that Bam and Justice are no longer on the team, and Tyler Harrell. No, none of those are on the team. If right. you just straight deal for, for Bradley Beal or right. the Beal-Wall combination, okay. which may actually be the best of the bunch because then you're hedging your bet. Yeah. So if you're basically saying that let's just play this out, and I know this is not fair, but let's say Wall and, um, and Russ are the same. Mm-hmm. Bad contract. Mm-hmm. One, you're either trying to get healthy. The other one, you're trying to prevent from getting hurt and maybe changing his weight a little bit right 
and maybe disrupting the apple cart a little bit with Jimmy Butler, who came here to be the guy. Right. And then Russ wants to be the guy. But I, I believe Coach Bush. But I sort of feel out. like with those two, and I want you to move on with this, but I, I sort of feel like with those two, everybody says nobody wants to play with either. And I almost think it might work if they play together. Right. If you multiply a negative times a negative, right. it's a positive. Right. right. We learned that in, like, fifth grade. I can't believe I remember that, actually. Yeah, I know. Is that fifth grade, fifth grade think... was less time ago for you than it yeah, was for me. That's so. true. Yeah, you are an old man. I'm just an old-ish <laughs> man. Um, so, I, I don't know. As I think you kind of go through all of it. Maybe the John Wall, Bradley Beal one makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Because then if you spin it positively, then you have a one, two, three. Yeah. Well, but you and, do have and, to give up Bam and, and, and Justice. And here's, well, and the Bam thing has been a non-starter for them. But what I would say about Wall is this, and I'm, I made this point on Twitter today. I am an old man, and so the first year that I co- first year that I covered the Heat was the year that on you know trade deadline day, he Riley made three trades, five players, and brought in Tim Hardaway. And people just think of Tim now as this guy who was the point guard on a contending team in the Eastern Conference that, if not for the Knicks and the Bulls, would have been in the finals. Right, you forget about the Bulls. And, and they forget about he was playing behind B.J. freaking Armstrong. And not B.J. Armstrong in Chicago, but B.J. Right. Armstrong later on. Okay, he was playing behind B.J. Armstrong in Golden State. People are like, okay, well, you got Wall coming off this injury. Wall and Tim Hardaway exactly the same age as when the Heat made the trade for Hardaway. And everybody's like, well, Wall's coming off an Achilles. It's the most debilitating injury for a player who relies on explosiveness. Absolutely true. At the time, though, go back 23, 24 years, ACL tears were considered debilitating injuries. Yeah, for sure. Not like they are today. And Tim was a guy who relied not above the rim, but relied on explosiveness to get to the basket, uh, the crossover and all that. He comes to Miami, and he becomes, at times, the most important player on that team. Okay, There were years and there were series where Tim was the guy, even more so than Zoe, that made them go. He was sort of, uh, if you say you know, uh, Zoe was kind of the heart of the team, then Timmy was the soul. Okay. And they have experience with this. And what I say is everything with the Heat repeats itself. Everything. Riley is a creature of habit. Zoshak. Zoshak. He does the same thing. He goes after deflated assets. Okay? And that's what he does. And he's done it again now with Jimmy Butler. I just talked to some people in Philly who said they couldn't wait to get the hell rid of him. Okay? So these are things they need to deal with. But I'm coming around on the Wall Beal situation. Yeah. That's the one that I look at and I say, I think... John Wall, and remember, John Wall was considering the University of Miami. Yes, years ago. Now there may have been some alternative motives for that at that time, but whatever. Also, it may be. there are two college coaches that Pat Riley seems to revere. Yeah, Coach, Coach K, K and, and Calipari. Yeah, and and that's why I think that there is something to that. And I also think you hedge your bet. Like, what's mm. the hedge on the Russell Westbrook thing? Well, because you're not getting Bradley Beal. And right. I th- here's the other thing: I think people are are not. Oh, by the way, added a third college coach that he loves. Which one? Billy Donovan. Right, and that's Bradley, Bradley Beal. Right, <laughs> that's Bradley Beal. Right. And, I mean, Frank Martin, if he somehow uh, Frank Martin could get in the mix well, there, then you're in good shape. Well, the Beasley thing didn't work yeah. out so well, but, but Randy Fudd's no longer with the team. Uh, but Bradley Beal, I think also that there are some who are not really understanding the level that he got to this past season. Yeah, but that's he, also because he was on a bad team. He was on a bad team, but his efficiency did not decline to any significant extent. I think he still shot 36% from three, but on very high volume. 82 games, leads the league in minutes per game, gives you 25, 5, and 5, which just context on that, Dwayne Wade has done that, did that twice. And now he was close a couple of other times. Okay, right. it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're sort of close to that whole thing, 90 at the line, you know, 50, 40, 40 90, yeah. and like Steph has been right, and Steve Nash were right around it a bunch I of times. The, I mean, I'm not going to put Bradley Beal over D. Wade, but I think that, you know, here's, here's my mentality with the Heat right now. So, as you know, um, without getting too specific, I'm close with a lot of people with the Bucks. Right. Okay? 
And the conversation I've had with them is, and this is over the last 24 hours, is like, this is yours. Like, right. you got to go for this now. And they're all on board. And they all think it's great and everything like that. But, like, that's one team mm-hmm. that knows they're going to be good. Philly, we assume, is going to be good. Right. Boston, we assume, is mm, going to be good. I don't know about that okay, one. But I'm, I'm saying, not even giving you Boston. Right, fine. But okay. we know that Milwaukee's going to be good. There's Milwaukee, no no, Milwaukee, Milwaukee is the only one in the Eastern Conference that I think you can – and they lost something. They lost Brogdon. I agree. Okay. I, you know, but they, I would trade for Iguodala if I'm there. You can play John Lord, Dante DiVincenzo, and DJ Wilson right now. I think, I, I think he's a great fit for them. I agree. And he's still playing at a high level. And watch Corver there. There are the only Corver makes sense too if he does well. LA he can still end up there on a minimum. Yeah, but remember, where did he have his best year? Atlanta and Atlanta. Right. That's true. Keep an no, eye Bud on loves him. But if they're the only team in the Eastern Conference that to me you pencil in for fifty five. And you look at the East and the West right now, and you're talking twenty years since the eighth seed in the West has had a worse record than the eighth seed in the East. This is the most skewed it's ever been this season. I was going through it right now. There are 11 teams in the Western Conference that you can make a case for 45 wins. Now, some of them are just because with Pop, I just pencil in 45, right. even if the roster doesn't well, justify and Marcus, it. And Marcus Morris today is a nice little pickup for them. Absolutely. Okay, what, about, what about the non-names that you brought up? So, I mean, the sexy ones, obviously, are when you're going for broke, you're thinking about Westbrook, right. as they should. Yeah. You're thinking about Beal, and obviously you would take on Wall. What about looking at Toronto? What about Kyle you know, Lowry? Kyle Lowry. I mean, what about that hype? Now, I, do I want to give up justice? No, I don't. Justice, right. and you're talking about justice at 13 and, and Goran at 19. Right. You, it's an even swap for Kyle Lowry. You're probably upgrading the point guard position. You bring in championship mentality. I don't want to get rid of justice, but it cleans it up maybe a little bit in terms of the point guard. Right. I think the Heat should start looking at some of these other guys as well. Because I, I think there's something interesting about the Goran thing. Goran is a former all-star player, and I still don't understand why Dallas did not want him. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. And maybe there is a revisiting of that. But I think part of the heat keeping him right now is he has such a big number and expiring deal that would allow them to do something else. Right. So the idea of a salary dump, which Dallas is the only team they could do it with right now, if I'm not mistaken, unless Atlanta trades out $5 million worth of contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, and Atlanta's good. Like, I don't know if you want to give them Goran right, right now. Right. Um, so- Atlanta's a playoff team with the right vet. In the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and I, I just think that, like, if you're – like, my pitch for Toronto and why I think you could look at some of these Toronto guys is I would trade off some of these assets, Lowry, Ibaka, and Gasol, all expiring, and then what I would do is I would sign Vince Carter to, to mask the whole thing, to basically have what the Heat To be the Dwayne, to be yeah, the squirrel. Yeah, yeah right. to get you from the net one year to the next, right. championship year to the rebuild year. Mm-hmm. So, but I just think you've got to start looking at those guys too because I think right now the Heat are in a position where if they don't get Wall – if they or Beal and then take on Wall, and if they don't get Westbrook, which I understand why they go on, I think you have to. Right. But I'd start looking at some of these other guys because I'm on board with what you're saying. Like, I just don't believe that they're done because I think unlike in years past, this is not a convince themselves they can no. compete. This is if you had one more guy with one of the two young guys, you can. Compete. They've also done. Look, this organization's also done this before. They bring in the guy, and everybody's like, "Well, how quickly will it come together?" And people look at the big three team and say nine and eight. And obviously, there was a struggle, and then you made the run to get to the finals. But I look at the Shaq year. The first and, and Jimmy Butler's not Shaq. But this organization is used to bringing in a guy and figuring out the pieces around him. And I think what you look at right now is they've got four to six really interesting young pieces on this team. Okay, I love Goran Dragic. All right, but. To me, the only role for Goran going forward is the Dwayne role of last year. Wait, can if, I flip this on you yeah. for a second? I want to ask you a question. Okay. So you explain to me why you and I, uh, you covering the Heat, me covering slash loving them openly as a fan. Mm. Explain to me why we love Goran, but the rest of the league is not. It's odd. Well, first, his defense declined last year. I think that's pretty clear. Now, he he's was, also it, willing to come off the bench. He's, well, he's... On the right team. 
he's, he's kind of willing. Like last year, I remember when he came back and I was there at that game in the locker room and he said, well, when I'm healthy, I still think he wants to be a starter. I, and, and look, he can start on a lot of teams still and still be an effective player, but I've always thought Goran's ultimate role long-term was combo guard off the bench, yeah. okay? Somebody who can give you scoring and can get his own. That's the other thing. The, the thing about Goran is he's never been a traditional 7, 8, 9 assist point guard because typically when he's creating, it's not because he's selfish, it's just the way that he goes about creating, he creates for himself. I think the problem for the Heat right now is that Goran is a little bit of a progress stopper for Justice. If they're going to be sure. on the floor together, this team is going to revert back to the way they did when Goran was on the floor with Dwayne, and it was the opposite, where it reverts back to the ball in Dwayne's hands all the time. And especially if you still have waiters on the roster, and that is, you know, that to me, that's problematic. The last thing that they yeah, have right this kind now of problem. He's going to be because they don't have anything to give They up, don't have anything. anything. So if hand. he's going to be there, all right, then you basically have, look, the Goran waiters backcourt works so well in the 30 and 11 stretch, but I don't know how well it works right now. Okay, we got to stop that, though. The 30 and 11 thing is like, over. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to, like, I went to an astronomical amount of games home and road that year. Yeah. I don't know why I did. Yeah. I was just, I was like almost like a pride thing. Like, I wanted this franchise to be good. And it was so much fun to watch. But, like, it was so bad for the team looking oh, back on it. We all got duped. I will give credit. Jeremy Martin's probably champion our station. Never got duped. He's like, this is ridiculous. They should right. sign Jeff Green. And I think we talked about this. We talked about it. They, they could have signed Jeff Green. Into, now, Tyreek Evans, you know, may you rest in peace. But they could have, they could have <laughs> signed Jeff Green. Right? They, they, they could have signed Jeff you Green. You didn't rest in peace for a guy who's alive. Well, he's rest in peace. Right, exactly. He's rest in peace for his NBA career. But, I, I, you know, Jeff, if they, we talked about this. I don't want to rehash it. You know, we did a pot on saying. this. But if they signed those guys to one-year deals, you wouldn't have James Johnson right now, you know, with $15 million and a team option in the fourth season. I, Look, at the Tyler Johnson contract, they just had to stretch. Uh, right, right, right. Play, right, play, a player option. They just had to stretch. Play. Team option would be a lot <laughs> That would have, yeah, well, I, don't, I never understand it. And, and Pat's explanations for it make less and less sense but okay, so let's, But let's talk about him for a second. So I know we're going in circles here. Uh, like, this, this is the point of this. Like, James Johnson on a good team right. in shape should be a contributor. I right, think that's a, a I think guy. that's a contract you can sell next year. I, I don't yeah, I don't know I that it's agree. one you can sell. I think and here's the other thing with Goran. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. So here's where now I'm torn on the Goran thing. Right now, I'd absolutely say, all right, trade him and, and get something back. Uh, Let's say they don't, and he makes it through this season, mm-hmm. and you open up the space. Signing him back as a backup yeah. on a multi-year late in his career uh, that's is actually I, a great. That's thing. what I want them to do. I and I th- how do you how do you withstand that temptation? Of jump, like you cannot right. get Russ and you cannot get Beal without putting Goran in there. He's too valuable as a to Oklahoma City and Washington. Hey, right. we're going to still be competitive because this guy can right. help us win a couple of games, and he's expiring, right. and he makes nineteen million. Like he's too valuable. But Washington's Washington's still a lottery team with Goran. It doesn't matter. But it, at least they're not embarrassing. Does like, it matter to them? I, well, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean it seems to me like they've been – look, the new GM there, it seems like the, the whole idea has been just clean the space, get rid of all the previous mistakes, which makes sense. They just made the Dwight Howard move. They're going to be bad. But they're, we're getting to this point again with the Eastern and Western conferences where there are so many teams intentionally trying to be bad in the right. East. Like Cleveland's not there yet. I think Atlanta has a chance to be. Charlotte is not anywhere. I mean, they're, they're going to sink to the bottom. Who's their best player right now? Who is Charlotte's best player? And they, well, they're paying Terry Rozier to be that. I mean – Terry Rozier, Malik Monk. Miles Bridges and PJ they're, Washington. They're, 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 they're a 60 loss team, right? I mean, the, the division. Not that divisions matter. No, the Heat are winning the division. Uh, Atlanta may be better. Well, that would be well, interesting. I mean, they I, did beat them every time last right. year. Um, now, that was a lot of the like, white side games, I feel like. And, <laughs> right. Portland better hope they don't play Orlando at all somehow. <laughs> right. Because, my God, is he bad against Switzerland? But, like, so as we look at this team right now, so your whole theme is 
you want to do everything in your power to, to swing again, which I agree with. They have to. You don't want to give up Bam if you don't have to. Right. That's my thing. To me, but I, you're willing to give up justice. Yes, and 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 I like justice a lot. Okay. See, I'm not as excited to give up justice just because of the fact. But they're like, I can't get out of my head that in a perfect world for this team this year, he should be their starting point guard. They I should can't get, get out of my head that he started at center in the playoffs. I, I, lo- I love Justice Winston. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I think he, I think he's been. He and Butler. I I'm gonna be incredible, and I think he's been very. And I think if DJJ gets where I think he can get to defensively, but I, I, look, I'm a big, 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 big Justice fan, and I wish that they would have said this offseason. You're the point guard, and go with it. I know why they couldn't because they still have Goran in the picture. He needs to be empowered with confidence because when he gets confidence from the outside, then it comes from within him. Okay, and you see the stuff like he did to Ben Simmons in the in the playoffs and all that. I'm a big Justice fan, but if you were to say to me who is the more unique player? You can find another guy like Justice Winslow. Bam Adebayo, to me, is the perfect attitude, perfect style of big in the modern NBA. He's a guy who doesn't demand the ball, runs the floor, switches, can handle a little bit, is going to develop in their system, uh, in their program. He's going to develop into an 18-foot and beyond jump shooter. His attitude, again, when you talk to people inside the organization, they love him. Justice has a great attitude also. But I just think in terms of uniqueness of the player, BAM is going to be harder. It's harder to find the BAM player than to me than it is to find the justice player. You can find really capable wings who can handle the ball, all right, and who can defend. And again, there's nothing against justice. But I just think when you look at BAM, to me, BAM is that piece that you're like, if you have two stars and that guy, okay, I know that Houston's trying to get rid of Capella right now and they think he's too expensive, but to me, Bam's going to be a much better version of Clint Capella. I agree. And, and so I just, I don't he's think you can, he's bouncier. And it's just, there's nothing that I look at with him on the floor and I say he's not going to learn how to do that. Like, what is the limitation on but, him? Okay, but here's the other thing, though. So, like, and again, I, push comes to shove, you have to give these guys up. But Justice Winslow, like, is now a shooter. Like, he's become a shooter. 38% the last two years and on twice the volume last year as the year before. I, mean, I get it. But, I, but you don't have to sell me on Justice. No, I know. I, I'm just so saying. Here, let me say on this. What I would do today, if it was, if they started the season today, mm-hmm. which obviously is always a great hypothetical, as we're sitting at the summer league, <laughs> um, to me, and I understand this doesn't fit perfectly, and Nikias will probably rip me for saying this, who knows all the ins and outs, the well, Nika- and Nikias hated the BAM draft pick. Well, okay. He also did fire Riley, didn't he? Uh, uh, right. So. so, okay. So, to me, what I would do is, this would be my starting lineup if they earn these spots. It would be Justice, Tyler Harrell, Jimmy Butler, Derrick Jones Jr., and BAM. That's it. I don't the, care. The, I don't Nikias care. Nikias went with Kelly instead of Derrick Jones yeah, Jr. Yeah, everybody does. But why? 
because he stretches more. Like because 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 you want because until Bam develops into a stretch, you probably need a stretch near him. I also think yeah, that they I just, they I just like play defense. Just all five of those guys. Well, look, that's what the Clippers are going to do, right? Except that those guys are also really good on the other end. Right. But but I, I to me the thing that Kelly gives you, I think we've forgotten, and I know we don't want to talk about thirty and eleven, but I think we've forgotten a little bit uh, about what Kelly can provide when he's used properly. And he was not used properly last year. Well, they tell Myers me it Leonard? was not about the minutes. Myers Leonard can do some of the things Kelly can do, but he can't do some of the others. Like, yes, Myers Leonard's three-point shooting, probably going to double in volume this yeah. year under Spo. But the thing, the difference between the two of them is, and I haven't seen enough of Myers Leonard to know, but just talking to people who covered him in Portland, the, the dribble handoff stuff, some of these sort of running the offense through him, Kelly is, is, is sort of uniquely special in that oh, way. No, he runs a run-pass option. I've said that about right. it. Like, I would compare it to literally, like, at the best of Kaepernick, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that politically, although I'm all for him. Right. But um, but I'm saying that Kaepernick it's an NBA is, pod. You can right, say but that. I'm saying that uh, <laughs> um, our audience you know, is different. His run pass option was beautiful. Like you don't know where the ball right. is going, and that's what Kelly Olynyk does. We should hit on this though. So you love Bam, I love Bam. We both think that there could be roles, if not moved, for Olynyk and Leonard. Right. Mm-hmm. How do we go about explaining the fact that when Adrian Wojnarowski tweets today mm-hmm. that the Heat basically finished in second place for DeMarcus Cousins, you tell me what his role would be if they got him. Like, how are we ignoring that? Well, would there have been another move? Okay, but I'm so. I mean, so but, but, but if you have Cousins, then maybe you are moving Bam to Washington, right? Well, I mean, no, maybe you're moving Bam to the four. Well, that's also an option. Right, that's also an option. But look, and maybe Kelly's money played into it somewhere, okay? Because Kelly's money is not outrageous. And, and you know, again, I know you got the extra year on it, but I think all of that does play into it a little bit because, uh, look, they liked Cousins. It's, not, it's obvious, okay, they, I, my guess is they offered him more. They, than he, I don't think they can. Oh, they he count. 3.5. 3. Okay, but he what, ended up what, getting more than the minimum. Oh, he, so he would not that. have had that. Okay, so they, 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 wouldn't have, they wouldn't have quite. Okay, that's true. Uh, but there was no surprise they went after Cousins. Also, again, we're talking about the same program that they're all coming out of. Uh, and, and they've had long had a fascination with Cousins. But I want to get back uh, real quick before we close here because uh, I, I'm with you. I think Harrow's going to be the starter at the two also. I think if they see enough that they're going to do that. I wouldn't allow him playing point. It's not going to – I think he's going to play some because I think the thing I've seen from him in summer league so far, and I started here yesterday – he loves to push in transition. And I was talking to, to, to Nunn about that, who I like a lot also. I was yeah. talking to Kendrick Nunn, and he's saying, he's forcing me to get out and go on the break. So this is a team that's going to try to run a little bit more, and I think they need to do that. And we've also seen Goran always used to want to push, and the last couple of years he hasn't wanted to push quite so much, which is natural. He's in his Goal, 30s. Yeah. But I want to get back real quick, one last time, to, to Wall and Westbrook as players. Right. Okay. I have always felt that John Wall's gotten uh, Bradley Beal. I love. Okay, I think he's. I think he's the second best two guard in the league right now. Okay, I mean again, I, be trying Harden. Well, because Clay's not healthy. So right now, if Clay's healthy active, after those yeah. two, I think he's right there. But the thing about John Wall is, I've always felt he got a bad rap because he came in the league first as number one overall pick. The first ever team he was put on. This was the rest of the starting five: Andre Blatch, Javale McGee, Jordan Crawford, and Nick Young. Character guys. <laughs> They, Culture. Name name the quality veteran that they've had in Washington during his time there. Trevor Ariza, Paul Pierce. Okay. Pierce for one year. And Ariza. And ended up taking all the shots. And Ariza. Okay? Yeah. 
No, no, I understand that. I, they've never given him anybody. I literally have no worries about him in the Heat system. Like, I, I don't. None. Well, what about? Okay, but what about from a physical standpoint? Well, that's but that's that's part of it. In that, like, if he's going to get back to a certain point, that would be the point that, like, I think they would have a better chance with that team as anything else. I mean, I just do. I think right. that's obvious. Like that, that franchise right. would would do better with that. And I just I'm I don't know why I'm just not scared off by the wall. And my whole thing is like. If they're going to get superstar caliber players, how are they going to get them and what free agents are going to sign there? Now, if you want to just wait it out till 2021. Because well, you have to because 2020, I was looking at that list again it's today, terrible. man. It's awful. It's one of the worst lists I've seen in recent NBA history. Right. So, you know, it, it is interesting because sometimes I go around and I say, like, all right, so in my head, not now because of Jimmy Butler, like before the Jimmy Butler, when it felt like there were no man's on him, I'm like, right. would you trade James Johnson and Deion Waiters for Andrew Wiggins? Right. Right. And I think Minnesota actually would do that, which is why you probably wouldn't if you're Miami. Right. But And obviously now you would. But these are the kind of things that I used to do. Now I kind of look at it a little bit differently because Butler there, I think he probably looks at himself the way that Kawhi was last year in Toronto. Now that may not be right, right. but I think having Dwayne's blessing, I think that's the other part of this we haven't discussed. Right. I think Dwayne is center, like in the center of Dwayne's all of this. still their best recruiter. Right. And that is a good thing. Yeah. And the fact that that, you know, and, he's in the and, and you know who Dwayne loves? Bradley Beal. Wait, well, wears his number for him. Right. It's, I mean, <laughs> he has Bradley Beal. He wears Wade's number. He won the Citizenship Award right. with the league. He played for Billy Donovan. Oh, no, he no. I mean, I mean, he, and he's he, he is, he, and he's 26. No, no, he is, and, and, and he, but and he everybody, play, he, but they're not. He's gonna, elite at the most depleted position in the NBA right now. Yes, and I think that, but here's the problem. When you look at Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. could you make the argument he is worth more? I, on his own, not in tandem with Kawhi, he's worth more than Paul George. Because of age and not the injury history and the durability over the past two years, I think you can make that okay, case. So if you make that case, mm-hmm. the only way that he'd have a chance then is by taking on Wall. You cannot Agreed. sit here and have the conversation about the Heat getting Bradley Beal unless Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo become all-stars this, this year. Mm-hmm. You cannot even have the conversation without... Wall but if but if you can keep Bam, to me this is a no brainer. Like because to me that if, what if, I'm saying is they if, don't if, have the assets. No, the other well have. I know they don't have the. No, I understand that and they given up some picks. Deal. No, that's that's true. Uh, look, if, if you had a, if you were able to figure it out to get a foursome, okay, of Bam, Butler, Wall, and Beal, um, that team can win the East when Wall's healthy in two years. I agree. Okay, and with some of the with the way that they're able to find role guys. All right, let's final thing now, Russ. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you one thing before you ask me on Russ. Okay. If you're the New York Knicks, mm-hmm. which you and I both grew up in a different time when the Knicks were respected, yeah. when the Knicks were... I grew up rooting for him. Right. When the, I, did, I never did, believe it or not. I, I, I Starks, Starks was my favorite player until, so, until Pat left him in for two for 18. So here, here's, the, here's <laughs> so, the thing that I would say, or I would ask, if you're the Knicks today, uh, would you say to all the free agents that you signed, we haven't actually signed you yet, sorry. I just let them walk. Make you wouldn't even have to do that. You would have to choose. Do you keep Randall or do you keep everybody else? Right. And, you, and you offer your picks and you offer the Dallas picks and you get Russell Westbrook right now. I, I think if you're Take New York, and I know you're up there quite a bit, I, I think if you're, up, if you're New York, you have to do it because there's no other way to get anything done for right. them I at was, this point. I was uh, tweeting back and forth with Nick Wright, uh, who's uh-huh. on Mad Dog, the same channel I'm on, in the mornings. 
And he said, well, that would be poison with the agents. And I'm like, well, that's not like they're serving lemonade right now to the agents. They, right. no, no agent wants to bring their players there. So right. what's the difference if you lose out? I'm just saying that's the team that I would keep an eye on with Russ, maybe even more so than, mm. than Miami. I think the fact that Russ could go to the place that Durant didn't want to go to right. and go head-to-head with Durant. I also think one other thing that people aren't bringing up, and I do want to talk about the Miami part of it, obviously, mm. is Russ being a little bit fraudulent if he asks out. He's destroyed everybody else that's wanted to leave. He doesn't want to right. do it that way. He wants to, you know, stand pat and everything like that and stay with that team. Is he being a little fraudulent if he asks out? At this point, who cares? Oh, I don't care. I, I don't know, but, 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 but I'm just saying at this point in terms of his reputation, who cares? I mean, the, the thing about Russ, whether you like Russ or you don't, and I've never been a big fan of his attitude off the floor. I love it on the floor. But whatever you think of Russ, there's a certain authenticity to him. And or there, or there has been about all this stuff. And so oh, I... Riley and Spoke probably love him. No, well, see, that's, see, that's what I was getting at this morning on Twitter, is that all these characteristics that everybody else is afraid of... No, that's what they look that's for. That's what they want. That's what they look for, yeah. They're, they're, the issue with the young guys right now has been there was no alpha. The conversation they that I... They probably love Bobby Portis for punching uh, Meritick you know, in the face. They, that is, look, I, I tell this all the time. Okay, first thing, Chris Bosh said on my podcast, which of the, which of the young guys is going to be the guy that, you know, that takes the reins on this, okay? Dwayne's not here anymore. That was his quote. He said justice, didn't he? Well, he said one of them has to, right? Justice is the guy. Justice is the alpha of those guys. It was not Josh. But but the other thing about it, look, I tell this, Riley told this story. He was, he was doing an event at the stadium, and it was supposed to be with Shula, and Shula couldn't go because he was ill that day. But Riley told the story about the Knicks and telling the marketing department that the marketing department came to him when he first got to the Knicks, maybe it was the second year, and with kind of this whole program and kind of, you know, come, you know it, it was very positive, sunny marketing right. program, right? Okay, sort of like heat culture. And so it was a sunny... Easy. Right. right and, and so... No low blows here. Right. And so... Riley basically drew the way he tells the story, and I never know with Pat because everything's a little bit embellished. And he tells the same story about getting lost in the women's bathroom every time. And I got one of these Pat things. When you're done with this, well, I don't, we could go a lot longer than thirty minutes. A recent one. But he tells he he tells a story about drawing a chalk outline because this was the Oakley Ewing, you know, uh, Mason. This this is our marketing campaign. <laughs> okay, That's so this idea that like they wouldn't like Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook no, throwing basketballs oh at each other in practice. Dream scenario. Correct. I mean, Pat fought Shaq. Pat, Pat wouldn't let. Didn't want Zoe and Patrick. Okay, best like not just like blood brothers. They didn't okay? let people like pick them up. Right, he was fighting. So guys. here's my quick story. So right. I had Tyler Hero on the ESPN West Palm show uh, mm. this past week. And the first thing I said to him, right off the bat, I said, have you read Riley's book? Because yeah. in, in the video, right. he said, well, Pat never, never gave it to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they show him giving the book, and then Tyler Hero, then, I guess, Pat took it back. Right. He said, well, don't you have to buy the book now? And he hasn't bought the book. So now I'm nervous for $7 this $7 on Amazon. I'm nervous for this kid. He doesn't <laughs> buy. So, okay, let's, let's go through this very quickly on the, on the rest. So let's, let's assume two things. You have to give up one of the two young right. players, and you have to loosen the protections. Right. So let's say that the 2021 pick, if I'm not mistaken, the 2023, whichever one it is. Right. I have it written down somewhere. I don't know. It's been traded 17 times. Right. That's the most orphan draft pick in NBA history. The 2023 history. Miami first is... You have all this written down? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's got I a still, legal pad. Yeah, all right. I still prep for shows. Uh, My I, God. I, I never did. It's okay. Um, okay. So let's say it's unprotected. Everything. Mm-hmm. All the protection is gone. Then you put Justice, you put Gorn. So now, and we, and let's say you probably need one more contract. Let's say Myers Leonard because it's expired. Right. Okay. Okay. Do you do it? 
I, you yes. Have to, right? Yes. I, to me, Bam is the line of demarcation. Right. I know. So you're, you're not, if you're not keeping Oklahoma Goran long term anyway, I'm does does, sure does Oklahoma City do it? I mean, that. Yeah. Let's check. Uh, that would be the only question to me is does somebody else jump into the picture? But uh, to me, this is Bam or bust. Okay. I, you. You have isolated Bam as the player you don't want to give up for anybody. It just came out, I think Woj reported that with Minnesota last year, that was the thing. They wanted Bam and Josh. If you're not giving up Bam, to me, the rest of it, and I'm, look, I'm not a huge fan of certain things that Westbrook does on the court. I just, I have this faith in the Heat organization when they get these kind of ultra-competitive players. They, they will find a way to mold that. All right? I agree. And I go back to 06, okay? I mean, you go back further. When Zoe came. You're never going to have him on the floor because he's going to get too many technicals, right? Couldn't control himself, going to get in fights. And this was during an era when that was encouraged. Right. Okay? Well, think and, about 06. Do you think anybody thought Antoine Walker was going to be there? No. Gary Payton is a backup. I wrote a column saying they were the worst trades the Heat had ever made, okay? The and then they had a parade. Yeah. Yes, okay, that Jason Williams. They'll never be able to control Jason Williams. Then they were trying he to tell Jason. He was a perfect Jason, angel. Well, he was not a, he was a perfect He was too much of an angel. They were trying to get him to push <laughs> the ball at the floor. The only time he did was that game against Detroit where he closed oh, them out. God. Okay, look. That was one of the greatest. That, what he started, eight from nine. He was tremendous, and it was like, oh, my God, there's Jay Will from Sacramento. Where the hell did that guy go? So, look, I don't worry. People talk about attitude. There's a certain attitude that they want. All right, They want that edge. And this organization, look, Dwayne embodied some of it because there was this sort of Dwayne was always trying to prove something to somebody. You know, fall down seven or fall down eight, get up nine, whatever it was. Okay, my belief is stronger than your doubt. But with Dwayne, you know, any, any sort of that negativity was manufactured because it's not Dwayne Dwayne's persona. Jimmy's different. Russ is different. Oh, yeah. Okay? They're driven by something different in that regard. I think the Heat would get behind being hated again. Oh, God. Right? I think yeah. the fans would get behind being hated because for all the, for those big three teams being hated, why was Chris Bosh hated? Why was James Jones hated? Why was Mike Miller hated? Why was Shane Battier hated? James would be, but well, no, but James, I'm a JJ fan. But like, nice what, guy, but I mean, how many nice, did he need to go to Cleveland? How many nice guys? Well, Mike did too. How many nice guys? Again, nice guy. Did he need to go to Cleveland? How many nice guys were there? No, in you that can't ignore room? that. I'm going to still be the Heat fan for I, all of the I, people listening right my, now. Mike, I'm still Mike and JJ, Mike and JJ took care of me that year. I was stuck in Cleveland. I don't. I'm no Mike or JJ slanders. And Mike was sent out of town, so that was not his choice. Oh, wait, we're going to do that. Why did anybody hate that team? There was well, nobody know, hateable on that team. I agree, but we know the reasons. We know the reasons. It was Braun, but okay. So, how do you hate a team with Chris Bosh on it? Well, I love Chris Bosh. Right. I mean, it's, he's <laughs> remarkable. So here's, here's my, my statement. That, okay. I guess my closing statement. Okay. There is no doubt whatsoever that as individual players and people, I'm, mm. I'm factoring in both now, Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook literally embody everything that Pat mm. Riley and Eric Spolstra and their team are looking for. Like, everything about them. I can already see the warm-up video. Right. They're just going to be... Like, <laughs> in, in, like, not even the illusion of fire, literally standing in fire getting burnt <laughs> to a crisp. And, and saying, okay, what's next? Right, right? right? Or who's next? Everything about them fit what the Heat have and what the Heat have done forever. The question is, do the Heat have enough to give... Oklahoma City without giving up too much. Without giving up Bam. Without giving up uh, that, too much. That, and I'm going to put Justice in there, but yes, without giving up too much. You're going to have to give up Justice. Does Washington now change their entire approach mm-hmm. knowing that they have an asset in Bradley Beal that may be more valuable than Paul George and just taking on John Wall may not be enough? Right. That's the question. But, I, you know, to me, there's no team in the league right now that has more than two healthy superstars. You can talk about Mike Conley being a really good player. Healthy. He's not a superstar. You can talk about Golden State situation. Clay's not healthy. You can talk about Brooklyn. K- 
Kevin Durant's not healthy. There's no team in the league right now that's more than two healthy superstars. If you go get yourself a second, you go get yourself a Beal, you go get a Westbrook, and then you say, we're going to put him with this coach, in this program, with this training staff, with our history, if everybody's equal, we'll take our chances. I agree. And that, that's, that's the organization that I'm used to covering and yeah. the organization they got away from for two years. And I feel like, and this is a column I wrote the other day, it's like, Pat, you got one more in you. All right. This is it. This is like the uh, you know. And these th- are this is the deal. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then he leaves it. And you know what happens in three, four years when John Wall's body breaks or Russell Westbrook? Okay, is thirty three years old, how shooting twenty two percent from now, three. Though. Agreed. Or, I'm sorry. How could it be worse in the last two years? Agreed. Th- they have always been one thing under Riley that they were not the past two years. Okay. There's only a couple years there are exceptions to this. You look at 2001, 2002, 2002, 2003. But at least they got Karan that second year they were building. Shout out to Anthony Carter. Shout out. To, shout out to AC. <laughs> See, now I'm now on the staff. Uh, <laughs> right, Bill Duffy. Okay, and he comes back in with the whole Goran Dragic thing. Why Cuban went after Goran Dragic's agent, or the client of when he's got Doncic for the next how many years? Uh, I'm sure the Heat will bring that up when free agency comes about in three years. But the, the thing the Heat have always been is relevant. And they haven't been relevant the past two years. And none of the other teams in South Florida are relevant right now. You go get yourself a super sex superstar. Josh Rosen could go throw balls at the park. Nobody's going to give a shit, okay? And to me, that's... Depends what park. In right. Palm Beach County, we'll, we'll appreciate him. Well, yeah, you need something up Saturday there. morning, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Evan Cohen. Find him on 17 different stations. Hope you heard the podcast. We're here in the, uh, in the bowels of the arena. I'll talk to you more this week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.